You're listening to SBS News. That flat pack cupboard you've just put in your kitchen is what's become known as fast furniture. It wasn't that long ago that when a consumer bought some furniture, it was designed to last a lifetime. America's Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, revealed that in 1960, just 2 million tonnes of furniture was produced. By 2018, that figure had ballooned to over 12 million tonnes, and the EPA says nearly 10 million tonnes of furniture ended up in landfill. But now furniture designers are looking to reduce the impact of their industry on the environment. Sean Barrett, the head of innovation at the Interesting Times Design Group, says that's easier said than done. The more you try to solve a specific challenge or a a problem uh, around a material or around a a waste stream, uh, that there opens up a new door of sort of challenges that you shouldn't, you didn't previously have to consider. there's always something that you think uh, improves the system and then the more aspects of the system that you try to take responsibility for, the more you understand that there is uh, that there are uh, challenges that often can't be solved. In order to reach the goals set by the Paris Agreement by 2030, humanity's climate impact must be reduced by half. Exhibitors at the Stockholm Furniture Fair in Sweden say the way we furnish our homes and offices can make a difference. Choosing wood over stainless steel makes a difference. Choosing rattan over leather makes a difference. But whether we're willing as consumers to make our climate impact a priority over our choice of aesthetics is not always a given. Emma Olbers is a furniture designer and sustainable strategist. When I'm designing and with my customers, even if they are more sustainable type of uh, producers, they still sometimes think that the, but the look is a little bit more <laughs> important. So I'm trying to say form follows uh, planetary boundaries. Fast furniture, according to the EPA, can be detrimental to the health of the planet because it uses materials like particle board and laminate that are not sustainable. Products are often shipped around the world, contributing to the ocean's decline. And production contributes to deforestation and an increase in landfill waste. Christopher Lundholm is Head of Sustainability at Sally, described as an innovation and sustainability studio, looking at ways to make furniture in a more environmentally friendly fashion. We've never talked as much about climate as we do now. But at the same time, reality is what it is. We are nowhere near achieving what we need to achieve. So like on the one hand, like hope, there is hope. On the other hand, there is despair. Like, we need to wake up, and this is not something we need to do in the distant future. It's something we have to act on now. I mean, the IPCC says that globally we need to reduce emissions by half or even more than half in the next seven years. Like, the emission curve is still pointing upwards. So that says something about the challenge we have. And yet at the same time, we can't act out of sort of, act out of that despair. We need to, you know, dream about something that is better, not just trying to figure out how we avoid the problems. So I think this here is, you know, it's part of that, starting to think differently. Like, what materials could we use and how do we use them, like, that are really low impact and, and provide really great experiences. 
At the furniture fair, raw materials are laid out on tables. Each material displayed is shown in the amount that you can get for one kilogram of carbon dioxide equivalents. More than two kilograms of rattan costs the same in carbon dioxide emissions as just one tiny patch of real leather. But it's not just new materials. Designers are now looking to recycle old materials. The Solaris community was set up by the United Nations to help designers reuse the plastic that's dumped into the ocean to create furniture or fashion garments. Zihao Liu, the founder of the Solaris community, says the platform is now trying to recycle waste before it ends up in the ocean, collaborating with brands directly to find solutions to reuse their waste. In reality, people need to take actions, but we need to take realistic actions. So we find these very cool collaborations to recycle the waste from EVM bottles and produce products underneath the Bowman brand. And of course, it's a luxury brand. We have to maintain the high quality, high standards. So that's a cool part. We need to recycle the waste, but still keep the, the same quality and the same standard of the other brand. Uh, then this whole, whole supply chain is like we have waste collected from uh, EVM's their factory in the North Africa area and transport them to the closest supplier in, uh, in the south of Germany and Switzerland area to upcycle them into granulates that can be used for injection molding, can be used for making yarns, then furthermore to be fabrics, and it can be used for a different way of production. The winner of the Sustainability Award of the Year 2023 is Vestra, one of Scandinavia's leading manufacturers of sustainable furniture for their factory called The Plus. Marianne Preus-Jacobson, sales and project manager at Vestra, says the building ensures good working conditions, facilitates electrified heavy transport, has 900 solar panels on the roof and reuses most of the water that's used in the production. We have built the building for the next 100 years, not for the next couple of decades but we are actually investing in the future and we believe that industry and sustainable manufacturing belongs together and we also wanted to create a site where Greta Thunberg generation meets industry people that it's possible to connect both of them. Alan Lee, SBS News.